What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby. And KT. We're back with another episode. Uh, thank you for checking out our last one entitled Hell is for Landlords. Um, like always, if you would like to donate to the work we're doing in Memphis, the distribution of food, the distribution of literature, the educating of the people, you can do so. Link is in the description. Um, I think that's pretty much all for housekeeping. Um, today we're going to talk about a, a few things. I'm sure it's going to delve into a whole nother area by the end of it. <laughs> but we want to talk about this Applebee's email. If people don't know, um, an email was linked uh, by an Applebee's exec talking about the rising costs, inflation, food shortages, and uh, rising gas. Um, and the guy was talking about how this is a, a plus, a win for them. Mm. So uh, let's read this and, and let's discuss it. I, this is from Wayne, whoever the hell he is, some exec. He goes, team, everyone has heard the gas prices continue to rise. The advantage this has for us is that it will increase application flow and has potential to lower our average wage. How, you ask? Most of our employee base and potential employee base live paycheck to paycheck. Any increase in gas price cuts into their disposable income. As inflation continues to climb and gas prices continue to go up, That means more hours employees will need to work to maintain their current level of living. We are no longer competing with the government when it comes to hiring. Stimulus money is no more. Supplemental unemployment is no more. This benefits us as prices rise. People who we relying, who we relying, you better know how to do your grammar, on unemployment money, simply will have less money to spend. It will force people back into the workforce. Furthermore, other competitors, especially mom and pop companies or smaller businesses, will have to either raise prices, cut employee hours, or pay employees less to hit their profit margins. Some businesses will not be able to hold on. This is going to drive more potential employees into the hiring pool. We all competed to hire out of limited applicant pools, and there was a great wage war. We all saw businesses hiring team members at $18 to $20 an hour. They will no longer be able to afford to do this. Trucking is the backbone of America, and as the fuel costs continue to rise, so will the charges for shipping. If those costs cannot be passed down to the customer in terms of menu price, the only area they can cut sizable costs will be labor. The labor market is about to turn in our favor. What can you do, question mark? Besides hiring employees at a lower wage to decrease our labor when able, make sure you have a pulse on the morale of your employees. Your employees that live check to check are impacted more than the people reading this email. Be conscious of that. Many will need to work more hours or get a second job. Do things to make sure you are the employer of choice. Get schedules completed early so you They can plan their other jobs around yours. Most importantly, have the culture and environment that will attract people. Wow. So, basically, that email is just saying, hey, get ready. You're going to be able to exploit your your employees even more than you were before. Are you excited about this? It's like some kind of, like, pyramid scheme excitement email. I'm just so excited to exploit the new employees that are going to come in, and they're only going to be paid, like, $2.50 an hour, way less than they were already paid before. And, you know, I'm just so happy about that. I can't wait. Like, it's so... uh, It's awful. That's just exploitative. Yeah. And who do we get to thank 
for these lovely working conditions. Capitalism in general. But good old Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Oh, oh. Don't say that. Sleepy Joe said, it's time to rock and roll. (laughs) As soon as they get that information that we don't have to do lockdowns no more, the stimulus checks were gone, uh, inflation rises, who cares? That's what I'm saying. That's, That's what this whole thing's been about. I've been trying to figure out, okay... Now, which way are the capitalists going to move now? The gas prices are up. They're complaining like this is something so bad for their businesses. But we know they're not going to let anything happen that's going to hurt them. They, that whole uh, food shortage thing with the sanctions with Russia, they're not going to approve that unless they know they will be all right and their bottom line will be all right. And well, w- one of the reasons why they're okay with it, you don't see any businesses protesting and saying, no, 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 food shortages, this is bad, gas prices this is bad is because they know that this whole time since the corona started it's been a push and pull with the employees and they've had people saying i don't want to work i'm not going to work for these minimal wages you will pay me more this that and the third employees have had a millimeter more of power and say in how they want to be treated and now our back is against the wall more than it's ever been and now it's getting to the point where everything's going up rent food gas so now they're like oh yeah oh yeah we're gonna hold out just a little bit more but soon these same people who said they need 18 dollars to work will accept eight dollars again and that's what they're that's what they're waiting on I agree with you. I think that uh, we're definitely going to get to a point where, like, even for myself, I know, like, super duper poor right now, have barely any food, like $20 per per uh, paid period or whatever, $20 per week I can get food. Um, I cannot get on food stamps. I do not get any governmental assistance, and food's just going to keep increasing, right? And so at some point or another... I myself, and I'm sure hundreds of thousands of other people, are going to have to accept low wages in order to just survive. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I completely agree, and and I do believe that it it will uh, ultimately benefit capitalists because they know for a fact that people will accept low wages if they are desperate enough. Capitalism doesn't care about your morals and values. No, no, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They they said they've hidden, like, the... There's something now that's hidden behind a paywall. The CDC about the infection rates or something is hidden behind a paywall. See, the corona, is not, don't, it don't matter no more. No. Even though there's a new uh, variant that's heading our way. It's already here, BA.2, whatever it's called. Um, the they testing, they're not covering testing anymore. Our school just said uh, no more free testing. Um... It's like no masks. No masks. Yeah. At this point, they just like fuck it. Y'all will be okay. Enough people will be alive to to work in these factories. We do not care. So my question is: Is this enough? Are, are people starting to wake up? What do you think? From your personal life, do you see people starting to wake up and see that the problem is capitalism, or are they still kind of just? Figuring out it's just a, a a personal problem or something like that. They just need to work. They just need to grind. What do you think? <laughs> well, um, personally, I think a lot of people are just saying no. 
I, I think capitalism still has a hold on a lot of people. I think a lot of people, like regular, regular people, just watching television or watching uh, and interacting with regular people on, like, KT Does Art, social media, in the small business capitalist realm. Capitalism has a hold. It hasn't changed a single fucking bit. Guess what? Coronavirus, it cut into people's profits, but those business owners, they found a new way to exploit themselves uh, and exploit their customers. So, um, yeah, I don't don't think it's changed, and I think people will accept low wages if they get desperate enough, because that's just what you, in your brain, the way we've been brought up, the way we've been, um, what do you call it, like, yeah indoctrinated into it's like you must do x y and z in order to survive anything outside of that is not acceptable underneath capitalism yeah what about you what on your side i think so too because i i I was talking to some people um backstore okay i know i work with the kids and i'm a teacher assistant work 35 hours a week and I make 1580. Um they just said they're going to give us a $2 raise starting next week. Um I'm a single person, I have no children. And even for myself, I'm having to make sure I'm budgeting and nickeling and diming with that amount of money. Um I talked to somebody and uh her rent is 1070. Mm-hmm. Our checks a number 8 something every 2 weeks. She cannot afford to pay rent with her own money. She has to dip into her savings every single month to to pay for all of her necessities. And um I was talking to her and talking to somebody else and I was like, "Yeah, this is terrible. That there's no way we're working this hard and we're only we can't make ends meet. We are working. And she was like, yeah, there's people over here doing the same thing we do. And they're making $3 more. And I'm like, yes, the minimum wage should be $20. And she said, she was like, well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. And somebody who was making more than both of us combined just thought it was hilarious that I said that. Oh my that God. the minimum wage should be $20. It, it was just hilarious. And I'm like... Wait, first of all, girl, you don't even, just don't stop, stop talking. But the, with the one lady who, who had the high rent, it was like, her whole thing was just like, well, they just need to pay us more. They just need to pay us more. I was trying mm-hmm. to get her to see that they, they're not going to. Like, the, the head lady over the whole thing was telling us to go to the board to advocate for ourselves when she is literally the person who can call the superintendent on the the, she, the one line. She was hired to advocate right, herself. Yeah. And she says she, can, she can't do any more. It's out of her hands. Then what the heck you think me going up there to do is going to do? <laughs> so they're really playing in our faces, and I don't think that people see... So it's up to us, but this, that's the thing. It's prime time. This is people are are desperate and they're looking for answers, but nobody's giving them answers. Think about this mm-hmm. on TV. What do they see? They over here seeing folks talk about black girl magic for some rich. A uh, black woman about to become the Supreme Court justice to oppress us some more. Oh, they over here talking about this celebrity and that celebrity. They over here talking about uh, this scam and this entrepreneur and and just start a business. Nobody in the, the to the masses is preaching the ills of capitalism and how it must be destroyed entirely for us to have a better quality of life. So in that way. 
we have to get out here in these streets, guys, and tell people because I feel like people it's getting to the point where people are feeling helpless, people are feeling hopeless. It's trickling down to the children. The children are seeing it themselves. They starting to act out. Like it's it's really a bad time right now. So we we got to figure out how we can get to these people as many people as possible more efficiently, I think. I want to um, go back a little bit and mention about the children that you were talking about, like how poverty, not just poverty itself, but like food insecurity in and of itself um, will and can and does and has previously uh, affected children. Like you said, yes, it does cause behavioral issues because you're hungry. And everybody knows, and I'm sure you yourself have been hangry before, mm-hmm. where you're starving to death and everything that anybody does makes you upset. And that just manifests itself in children as well. It's the same thing. It goes for them. Um, but also, I want to kind of like tell a personal story about how food insecurity as a child has now like manifested itself into my adult life and so like when we were growing up we were when I was growing up we were super duper poor um we did not get food stamps because my mom made like I think it was like 10 15 something dollars over the amount um we had five children in the house and we had three grown adults and a bunch of pets, okay? So there was a lot of people in that house and a lot of faces and mouths to feed. Um, so a lot of times we we just did not have food to eat. We would eat, uh, like, for instance, my granny would make, like, a one chicken breast uh, and make it, into like chicken and dumplings long enough for everybody to eat off of it. But there wasn't like extras and things like that. Of course, that did manifest itself into uh, my body. Now my body, my metabolism was slowed down so slow that it's really super duper hard for me to lose weight. Um, Not only that, but like as far as how... I um, keep food, like, I'll hoard food in my refrigerator because, like, I'm afraid that that food I won't be able to eat, basically. And so I think whenever we talk about, like, food insecurity, we often forget that things that may have happened to us as children do and can manifest as traumas in our adult lives. And we never want to, we never talk about food insecurity and how it affects actual, like, adults and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Going to that and, and thinking about Memphis, I posted on the Instagram story that said that Memphis ranks the second lowest in child well-being, I guess, mm. in the in the country. Well, Shelby County. In the country, uh, in fact, run with that, they factored in economics, uh, health, education, food security, all the important things that you would need right. in your life growing up. And so... As we look at these things, things are not getting any better. And and these same people, like we have the data. This is publicly known data. We 
we got to see this. The people in control, the people that are making the decisions, the people that are running the show have all this information. They've had all this information, and they refuse to do anything about it. I mean, they're funding the studies, right? They're, these are the people who yes. are funding the studies. These are the people that are creating these studies, making .org, .gov websites, uh, information for the whole country to see. But that just confirms for us and what we know is that capitalism cannot work without there being a super-duper low class who is exploited the most and who does not get the funds, the fit, the food, the housing that they need. Capitalism cannot work without that. As long as we're in capitalism, as long as we are exploiting, uh, being exploited from the top down, we will never get rid of that. It'll never, we'll never get rid of uh, unemployment. We'll never get rid of housing insecurity. We'll never get rid of food insecurity because that's how it's supposed to work. Remember the pandemic? We had the highest rate of billionaires ever. That's when Rihanna became a billionaire. That's yes. when it said Kanye Weston was a billionaire. That's when a lot of these people, um, the people were, were praising, saying, hallelujah, yes, billionaires. Coincidentally, that's when a lot of them became billionaires. Um, and coincidentally, that's when a lot of us started losing our homes. That's when a lot of folks started mm-hmm. getting evicted. Uh, that's when a lot of people started losing their jobs um, around this time. And... Uh, I, I, I just want this to be another thing in your pocket. When you, Whenever you think it like, maybe capitalism, maybe there's a way, maybe there can be reform, maybe there's a way we just put the right politician up in there. Every single politician knows what needs to be done to help us, but in order to do that, they will have to take less money in their pocket. They will have to make less profit. They will have to lose some of their donors, so that will mm-hmm. never happen. Reform will never happen. And I just want to say something. Okay. To all these people that have claimed this whole, ooh, this anti-capitalist aesthetic, that have made that their whole brand in the in the past two years i find it funny i find it funny how now when the midterms are coming up these same people are doing the same thing they did after the george floyd protest and are trying to use this same language that we have used all this time to advocate for folks to go to the polls again these people they have no shame and it's up to us to call them out and i promise i'm gonna be on twitter every day calling these folks out because they really are gonna play y'all in y'all faces it's to act shame. like all that we have to do is vote a person in and that one person is going to be able to shift the entire government to be up or more um more uh, uh, sensitive to the poor, more sensitive to the working class. When we saw that at our lowest moment, as in right now, they have cut everything. They have cut every single thing that have, could possibly have helped us and have said, get back to work. There's no reform in this. None. I don't care if Bernie Sanders' ass was up in there. I don't care if the entire Senate, the entire Congress was nothing but just as Democrats, a little socialists, whoever. It will never be changed. America cannot be reformed. It must be destroyed and it must be rebuilt with a more equitable system. Yes. That that deserves a standing ovation. But let's I want to I want to touch on something. You said mm-hmm. you you went you you went kind of deep on that uh these people on Twitter 
who've been getting all these retweets and likes up to this point, who y'all obsess about, who are quote-unquote anti-capitalist, who are literally, like you said, using the language. They have co-opted the language for the sake of retweets and likes, okay? And and I'm going to name some people who we need to highlight, um... Who, who gave this information to us whenever we were doing all the elections with Joe Biden. So, Brittany Cooper, where are you at? Oh, I, I, I want to dedicate an entire episode to Brittany Cooper. Where are you I, at? I, I, just for one thing. Cause, because she literally fought every single person on Twitter right before the election when she said that Joe Biden, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you don't care about the black grandmothers <laughs> in the country because uh, Joe Biden is going to follow the science and he's going to do lockdowns and he's going to give us stimuluses and he's going to do whatever and he literally has done none of that stuff it has been silence i want a meeting with Brittany cooper and also i don't know who is i don't know if it's like the news or what but i've been seeing like an influx of people who are on like um who are on tiktok and they'll be complaining about the gas prices and they'll say, hey, this is Joe Biden doing this. And then you've got all these liberals in the comments saying, oh, this isn't Joe Biden's fault. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Joe Biden doesn't co- uh, uh, control the gas prices. Ha, ha, ha. You're so funny. I mean, literally, he, he does. Literally, he does. He can literally do whatever he wants. <laughs> literally. Like, he's a president of the United States. Y'all realize that, right? Like, he can literally say, okay, gas prices can no longer be raised. Uh, food can no longer be uh, right. super high. Yeah. Like, he can literally do that. But is he going to? No. Because he's a capitalist. That's my thing, though. Let's it's talk like, about that. Let's, 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 let's notate the fact that so supposedly, we're supposed to vote in all these people who are going to have our backs, who are going to provide us with uh, the greatest things in the world, but all of a sudden, you're not allowed to hold these leaders that we voted in accountable for what they did. No, just vote them out and vote somebody else in. Why do y'all keep doing that? No, but here's my thing. The, the crazy thing about it is, the interesting thing is, We're going whenever, to whenever it's somebody that they don't like, okay... This person has the power to change the entire world. Yes. This person has the power to flip the world upside down. One man, they said Donald Trump, I'll say it every day. They said Donald Trump was literally going to bring a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, he was. They said that man had that much power. (laughs) But now when it's somebody they like, they don't have no power. So why in the world did y'all galvanize, put a billion dollars into this election then? Uh, these people have the power to do these things. They just refuse not to. Because it benefits them. At the end of the day, you have to... This is something I always, like, when my siblings and stuff ask me questions about, like, what do I feel about, um, electric cars or trains or whatever you want to talk about. You always literally have to ask yourself, who does this benefit at the end of the day? Yeah. Who yes. does this benefit? Because at the end of the day, if if it is benefiting a capitalist, if it's benefiting uh, someone who is exploiting others, whether that be a capitalist or not, that's not like that should not be ethically okay for you to agree with. Yes, and and let me let me tell y'all some oh, real fast. Um, anybody that's running for office does not care about you. No. 
Think about this, because let's let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's get to the root of the issue. Right now, 2022, people need money in their pockets. People need food, this, that, and the third. We know that, right? So if you cared about that, the people, okay, and you have this organizing power to get all of these fundraisers, all these organizers together to help support your campaign, why are you hoarding those resources, those millions of dollars that's going to go to them commercial, that's going to go to the gas, that's going to go to the trailers, that's going to go to the meetings, that's going to go to the dinners and the luncheons? Your cars. Why aren't you getting that same money from those same organizers and putting it in those neighborhoods? The fact that you are bypassing all of that and saying, no, I have to get into office to do something when you literally have the power to get all of that money and resources together for yourself tells me that anybody in this day and age, I don't care who they are, I don't care what they run for, I don't care what letter they put on their name, does anybody running for office in any setting does not care about the people at all. Point blank period. Put them in front of my face. Let me talk to them. I'll get them down to nitty gritty and find out that this is all about selfish reasons and about power. Don't listen to them. Didn't you say there was some like, was it like a church guy or something who was like, he had a lot of community, um, he has a lot of community pool. He had like all these community members that would come together and then he would like feed them and things like that. And then he's like, oh, you know what? I, I want to be a politician now. Yeah. Like, you already have pull in the community. What's the purpose of being a politician except to make money? And that's what, that's truly, like, Gabby and I, every time elections come around, we always go to the FEC.gov website, and we can literally see that being a politician, um, running in elections, um, anything in regards to elections and being a politician, you will make money from that. You are going to get money from becoming a politician. And whether, that's why people go get into it. it. You're going to get it up front or you're going to get it behind the back. Yeah. And that's why people go into it. That, the, why else would you in capitalism? Yes, because check this out. Because I, I, I really want to get to these people who claim they're progressive, who claim they're socialist, whatever. I want to get into their rhetoric about it. Because think about this. This is what's going to happen. This is what happened with AOC, Corey Bush, all of them. You know they're going into a pool of nothing but capitalists, nothing but hyper-capitalists, individually capitalists. They're going to get in there after you've elected them, put all that money and that energy, and say, there's only so much I can do. I can't do much. My hands are tied. And now they're in election, they're in uh, elected offices, so they're actually limited with what they can do and who they can interact with in the community. So there can, they can actually... They actually do less work. They can actually really do nothing as soon as they get up in there when they could do everything when they were out. So you're getting in office to not do nothing. You're getting in office to complain and say you have no power when you literally had power before you got up in office. So let's wrap this back around to the food shortage because <laughs> the thing, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we're t- uh, not just us. We're not tired. We're, I mean, we are. We're tired of hearing, but we're also um, exhausted 
from having to tell community people all the time that voting is not going to help the food shortage. Voting is not going to help increase your pay. Voting is not going to help you in any possible way at all. And so, yeah, just again, bringing it back to the food shortage thing, please don't think, I don't want anyone to think, and I know that a lot of our listeners probably don't think this, obviously, um, but don't think that you're going to be able to vote in the correct politician or the correct person in order to solve uh, what is to come. No, we have to think of new and improved uh, situations or look back on our uh, previous people, our mentors previously who were anarchists, who were uh, communists, who who helped their community as a whole during food shortage situations and take from that and rebuild it. So destroy it and rebuild it. Yeah, so so one thing before we go, I know we want to think about solutions in the future now, whatever. That that email was very interesting because what they were saying was again, at that time we had more power than we thought we did. Yeah. Corporations were feeling the heat of us not bending and breaking and saying, I'm going into this, I'm going into this. Which is why, literally, I know y'all remember this, which is why I remember going by McDonald's and McDonald's had like a $2,000 sign on bonus. Yeah. And then the police station, even, they had like a $10,000 sign on bonus. Yeah. That's why, because we had so much power in that little portion, that little sliver of hope. We had that very little sliver of hope. We were holding on saying, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to work. But I think like me, and I'm sure a lot of other people, we've, we've exhausted our resources. That's the thing. And that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, now they've turned so it off. That's, that's what happens yeah. when you're dependent on the government, though. Right, when you're like, exactly. well, I'm just going to use the stimuluses. But that's the thing. People were talking about general striking. People were talking about all this other stuff. But I'm going back to say that there we have power. Yeah. And the only thing that is keeping us and making us more vulnerable now is the lack of food and rent going up. Yeah. So we we have to figure out how we can tackle one or two or point five of those things that's making us vulnerable and making us give in. And it's gonna have to be food or or rent or something. And that's why we're trying to talk about this mutual aid thing, but the thing about that is you can't mutual aid if you ain't got no resources when when the when the the needs are like food yeah the needs are food uh rent the needs are rent the re- the needs are monetary, which is why we need redistribution from you rich leftists. I don't understand money. why y'all are giving less now yeah, I don't understand that either. Call to action. Open up your purses. Um, but I did want to say that um, I have started gardening. Uh, I got my backyard all decked out. And uh, I'm going to do 50-50. 50% of the vegetables will be for my household and my family and friends. The rest will be going and will be distributing out. Um, I want to expand because right now, I mean, it ain't really going to be able to feed that many people. Uh, if you would like to help with that, uh, maybe help us get a, a bigger raised bed, maybe an eight-foot raised bed, get some soil and stuff like that, um, feel free to. You can earmark it, and uh, we'll start doing that. But even then, it's going to take a couple, it's going to take at least a month 
month in order to to send up some of that stuff out. So the the best thing we can do right now is if you have money, give it, give, 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 give. You ain't got to give to us. Give directly into people's pockets because yeah, that's literally that's literally. literally the only thing we can do right now. Like if, that's it. I think what Gabby and I are doing, like in our community, like we literally just drive around and whatever money we have gotten from you guys that week or previous weeks, we just redistribute it. Like we literally just give money. At this point, we've decided like people, like think about yourself. Who cannot, um, who cannot need an extra $20 in the pocket? You know yeah. what I'm saying? 20, 40, 40, we whatever. 20, we, we, Wherever we go, we we try to give at least twenty bucks to people because that's all. Even we our got. grocery giver, like we try to give at least twenty dollars every time we pick up groceries. We may not have that many groceries or whatever, but it's still like we know that things are so bad. And if we have that extra wealth that you guys are giving or that other people um, have given to us to redistribute, then yeah that's gonna that's gonna help somebody make the rent even though even if it is just twenty dollars yeah well that's why it's combined effort right. if you got the money there's no reason at mm-hmm. this point if you're holding on to money you're not a leftist if you got money and you hold on to it you're not a real leftist you're not a real communist you're not a real anarchist i don't give a fuck i don't care what it is you got disposable income and you ain't got a penny in this climate shame on you shame on you um yeah so this has been a, a ranting episode but i just we just needed to get that out um, if you would like to donate to what we got, no, got going on, you can do so. Link is in the description. If you'd like to hit us up about anything, you can do so at Building RPWR on our social media channels. Hit KT up at KT underscore does art. Hit me up at Gabby's Music. This has been Gabby and KT. And this is Building Our Power. We out.